Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and tonight is May 2nd, 2020, and we are repeating this on Thursday morning at 6 a.m., and this is Pacific Daylight Time, and on the East Coast, it'll be three hours later, and across the world, if you want to find out, just go to Talk Cosmos, where you can subscribe, and we have a little um, calculation for all your times. The fact is, is that we are in the Taurus architect and tonight will be the cosmic collaboration talking about the upcoming nodal shift those are lunar nodal shifts and it's an 18 month cycle it is a global situation as all astrology aspects are but they truly do represent our collective and individual passage from the collective experience that is prominent in our lives that's very familiar with then integrating the polarity points so it's really one axis of a direction that we can grow from and in some ways this is evolutionary astrology conversation it's very fundamental to the soul growth of evolutionary astrology and I find it fascinating and fortunately the astrologers on this panel also find that fascinating and it's always a, a real event of talking so just to bring a few focus points the lunar nodal shift occurs in two days from now that'll be May 4th and it will be at well 29 degrees Gemini, which is 2959 degrees, but the time will actually be here in the evening at 10 p.m. 51 minutes. Actually, that would be, well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute here, Sue. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, I've got so many little details in different places, and I thought I had this all written down exactly like where it was. So I think without... At this particular moment, we are concluding the very culmination of the last nodes, which has been 18 months. And so, with no more to say, this is time for the Cosmic Collaboration Panel. Investigating the deeper questions of this month's archetype and integrating spirit and matter for unified wholeness, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Shannon Hayes, a certified evolutionary astrologer and consultant, including Mayan astrology. I'm a stargazer, and I work with animal spirit cards. 
I own a hair salon, I'm a nature lover, animal activist, and photographer. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop. Here we are, and to begin each session, we each present one highlight that might be, in our consciousness, something of real value to express, which actually, as far as Taurus goes, has everything to say about that, because Taurus is ruled by Venus, and it is about values. And for me, I think that change will continue during this time, but it has a different focus. It will integrate a lot of the uh, changes on a mental framework that we're doing, but it's going to be also ideally bringing in some of that emotional experience that we've had so strongly for the last, we're not saying goodbye to our emotions, that's for sure. So Shannon, what would you say? that Well, would- I- yeah, with the, the nodal change. Well, I would say, in a nutshell, that, you know, eventually we're going to have, I think a lot of it is about information. And uh, our, our, um, how our, infra, our personal information and our beliefs filter into information that we're receiving at this time. And what, what's really happening, like what, what really, what is the truth about what's going on in a nutshell? That says it. And Amanda, what would you add? Well, hello to both of you this evening. Yes. Um, I would say with the shift of the nodes, with, it, with the North node into Gemini, I think it's important for us to all stay curious and to not be, to try and shift out of complacency. Amazing. I just love listening to both of you, the three focuses, because really, not that we're going to end here. In fact, we are going to thread, we had had a collective consensus to thread this talk first from tonight's viewpoint, which is on the second, still in the very final culmination of zero degrees cancer for this north node and zero degrees for capricorn meaning the rulers would be the moon and saturn and in fact the moon which is ruling is in virgo so that's a focus and one of you can jump right in (laughs) well i do want to say that um so the nodes tonight at 6 p.m seattle time are at zero degrees cancer and 12 minutes so it's so close to moving into uh, Gemini in a couple of days. And it, it's also to note that the nodes move backwards for, for those who aren't familiar with the nodes. So when they are moving through a sign, they start at 29 degrees and then it go down in degrees all the way to zero. So that's just something to note because the nodes are, uh, theoretical points and not 
actual planets or uh, celestial bodies. Oh, I appreciate you identifying that because I hadn't mentioned that it is the intersection of the our orbit with the sun and the moon's orbit. And so it's a astronomical point. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, since it is like, um, we are still at the, we're at the very end of like this nodal cycle. <clears throat> and, you know, I mean, we have this whole coronavirus <clears throat> lockdown going on right now. And you see people like getting frustrated. People are sick of being stuck in their homes. They're, you know, they want, they want to change. They want, they, they don't want like, um, they're tired of government interfering and imposing these laws on them. I mean, how like, you know, North Node and Capricorn is that, right? It's like people are already starting, like you're already starting to feel the energy of the upcoming nodes, which I find really interesting. But we still have stuff from, the past that we have to bring in and kind of work through, I guess, is what I kind of see with what yeah. where we're at right now. That's a really good point because with North Node being in Cancer, it's such a home focused sign that right. everybody there's has been a lot of energy focused in the home, uh, and and that is shifting. And and Gemini and Sag are both very expansive signs. So, who would have thought? Yes, that. These nodes would bring this kind of consciousness. As you say, home has totally shifted for it to a, another context than what I would have considered. And that's why I even I'm glad we are kind of laying out the format because it's hard to see as we had agreed to really understand the next nodes when we're not quite there. We're on the threshold. But we never would have considered the processing and the personal um, home environment and our psyche, all these elements of nurturing would have had this kind of dimension. So I look at the new notes thinking we're going to be taught a lot there too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it's interesting because I mean, just briefly, I just want to touch on the fact that, I mean, I know a lot of astrologers are aware of, you know, this like, the Saturn, Jupiter, um, Pluto energies that are going on right now too, and how that kind of plays into and affects everything. It's like, you know, every, they, everybody was pretty aware of the fact that some major things were gonna happen this year, but no one really could have truly, really guessed it would end up being like a pandemic kind of situation, right? Not you truly, know? yeah. I mean, you know, for years about this Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And not right. once did I hear about it. Come on. Right. Yeah, and in, in, in Capricorn, I might add to everybody, plus right. the fact that it was a yes. south node in Capricorn, right. plus the fact that the planets themselves have their own nodes, and these nodes are meaning intersections, so that, interestingly, I think Saturn and Pluto are both at their south node exactly right. the same degree that they're in. So the, the intensity of... of and people might say, well, what does that mean? Well, sometimes experience is what it means. It's like looking yeah. at, obviously, it's very crystallized because Capricorn is structure. And that has been with the transformational Pluto and expansion, breaking new territories on this. You're so right. We really 
couldn't have foreseen the unknown. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And to, and to be hit at such an incredibly deep emotional level, like, I mean, it's, it's rocked everybody's security, including the countries, yes. you know, it's, it's an emotional rocking and it's a structural rock, rock, rocking, you know, it's like, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's like the whole thing's kind of blown up and now we're going to have to try to figure out where we go from here. Well, looking then, oh, go ahead, Amanda. Well, I just, I'm just going to make a little segue into the fact that this looks like it's probably the start of, well, maybe not even the start, but an intensification of the Pluto return for the United Right. You know, it is in a plateau, yes, in yeah. incremental stages. And that's yeah. exactly so right. It's like everything is one long flow and one long story. Well, yeah. Remembering that right now the moon is in Virgo, so we're analyzing. That's what Virgo does. And we're looking at it from, from a standpoint with these um, looking at the moon also. And that's a good reason to be looking at the moon because the moon is the uh, ruler for the North Node. However, looking at this next chart, which is in two days, and looking at just as a seed idea that it's the initiation, the initiation of this time, which again, is going to be at 1051 uh, mm. on the 4th p.m. The fourth, yeah. Or in the East Coast, it'll be at 151 a.m. So 1051 Pacific time. Yeah. Yes. Daylight time. Thank you. Yeah. Right. So in <laughs> other words, because and that's where the moon, it's a bucket, you know, it's a bucket. Edmund Jones uh, Mark Edmund Jones. Mark Edmund Jones. Thank you, because yeah. there is a current at Mark Jones, what you know, yeah. as an yeah. astrologer. Um, that he designed these ideas of the patterns, and a bucket There's has a, a handle. Bucket, yeah. And the moon, interestingly, is still the handle here. So there's yeah. a lunar emphasis. But it's still moon yeah. and Libra. Right. And so she's looking at the same as the sun and Mercury in Taurus. They're all looking to Venus. That's in a square, that's tension to Neptune, meaning that, you know, I'm just threading some lay work here. So that kind of threading in right. things that you've thought, said is that we have somewhat of a set concept, you know, in the middle degrees of Taurus, but we're looking to what is the well, one thing is looking from Venus standpoint, what's the partnership? Because the moon, this bucket handle, is looking at relationships. And the spirit, I mean, this is jumping. There's many other factors here. Right. Well, I would say the other thing it's looking at, too, is like the moon in Libra is also a projection point. You know, so we, ha we have things going into air. Libra is an air sign. You know, air and fire. A lot of things are moving from earth and water into air and fire too so we have an element change so i mean for me like a lot of the air and fire stuff is about projection more even true. than relationship only because of like with the air and the all the information with the gemini sag like you know it uh, there is there are a lot of projections you know i mean p and it's in you know if you're looking at it from an airy zero aries chart 
you know, and the moon is in the seventh house, like you have that opposition, right? So you have yes. the opposition is also about projection. And it's about, you know, it, it's, you know, right now, what you see with a lot, what, what I think of when I see like the whole projection thing is a lot of the people that are upset and they want to go back to work and, you know, they're storming places with guns in their hands and stuff because they don't want people telling them what to do. You know, they, they have their own ways of thinking and their attachments to their belief systems. They want to go to church, you know, moon's like all this like attachment. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Moon's attachment. That's right. Yeah. Moon's now, atta- Venus and Mercury absolutely. are in each other's signs. In other words, yes. Venus is in Gemini, usually ruled by Mercury and Mercury is in Libra, they both rule both two signs, as we know. They both Venus has Mars. I mean, not Mars has and, Taurus and, and Venus. Uh, Mercury's in Taurus, and Mercury is the Mercury's in Taurus, and it is ruling that North Node. Yes, so, yes. quite important. And it's so it's there at fifteen degrees Taurus, conjunct the Sun at fifteen degrees Taurus. So that's a lot of Taurian energy. And when you're looking at a shift from a shift into Gemini, a Gemini North node ruled by a Mercury and Taurus, there's going to be a lot of thinking around um, survival, around what are my values going to be? um, What, what kind of resources do I have and what resources do I value right now? Yeah. And it's, it's still, I mean, it's still conjunct Uranus at seven degrees, or there's an eight degree uh, difference. It's a wide conjunction, but, you know, it's still there and it's absolutely things up for sure. It wants yeah. authenticity. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And uh, I mean, Uranus usually wants things done pretty quickly too, but with the Taurian energy is yin energy and it doesn't want things fast. It wants that, you know, Taurus is also about momentum, you know, so it, it doesn't want things to happen fast. It needs time to That's figure exactly things out. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it's also the body with all our yes. senses. And I was just listening to a talk today and it brought up the fact, actually with the other Mark Jones here that's in London, many astrologers know, and he was talking about Venus and it brought up the idea of, I think it was that talk anyway, about listening. And I realized that's right. It's the body, but it's all the senses. So seeing, because art is a huge, it's a pre-verbal sign. Listening, music is also a huge sign. But this aspect of listening, because people, one person was saying that she actively listens. She has a hearing problem. So she really actively, rather than passively listens. In fact, it was a a different workshop. It wasn't Mark Edwards mark jones but the fact is is that that seems to me to be key here because gemini well gemini communicates and listening needs to be part of that exchange so right and especially with a um a libra moon where often there can be projection but there can also be um really looking to the other for information or for how to proceed um, and giving the other 
more um, more power than maybe they often deserve. Oh, yes. in a way. And so that, but in a way that can work towards the listening. Right. Listen toward to others. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And it's looking for a balance, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the only way you really find balance is by having another perspective and by actually being able to hear that perspective because you can't really change things if you don't, if you have, you know, if you're not really paying attention, it's hard to change anything. Yes. And Libra is pretty good at seeing multiple sides. Sometimes right. they can see too many sides and have trouble picking one. But right. it's nicely aspected to Venus here in this chart. It's in a trine to Venus. So that's that's a supportive energy. And we really are going to have a very Venus-focused year with Venus turning retrograde soon and being in gemini for quite a while yeah yeah it's going to be in gemini for a while yeah it will give mercury a lot of energy you know looking to the north node and integrating that part yeah and you know when yeah. you talk about um, about the um other person and uh, giving power and and that it, it reminds me too that you know the pros and the cons is one way of putting it or the shadows and the empowerment of every sign and so on one hand Libra is well aware that they're not quite enough and they need to have a partnership and that you know can complement what they're doing on the other hand there is that side that you were bringing up where one feels insufficient to the point that they just either think somebody else is doing what they don't see about themselves on a pause in a negative way, or they also see somebody else doing all the great things that they actually do, but they don't see that in themselves. Either way, they give away their power. And so relationships are going to be, I guess, the name of the game when you really think about Gemini anyway, because we haven't really gotten into Gemini, which we will later, but. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that the, the north that venus is conjunct the north node in this inception chart and just for those who aren't aren't familiar with um what we're talking about in terms of the chart this is like the inception of the north node moving into gemini and the, and the south node moving into sagittarius and the idea is that the energies representative in that chart are going to be played out throughout this transit and so it's transiting for two plus years I think it's like two years and four months or so january 18th 2022 yeah so all of the all of the energies that we're talking about now we are um going to be watching for in that period. yeah and yeah thank you for that because really it begins with the idea like right now as we had said we're talking from the lens of the last culmination of the uh, moon ruled uh, um, cancer and right. so what we're saying is is that from that platform we're looking at the new platform and it will evolve and change and grow in dynamics but yet where it starts is so similar to this whole idea of the south node that we're coming from at every time because we have to have some place to come from you have one port before you go to the next port you know yeah, well, I know, and, and Gemini is also about like, you know, the different parts of things, the different pieces, right? 
So, I mean, it's also being on the North Node, it definitely talks about like, you need many different pieces and many different parts of information to create like a bigger picture of things. So it also kind of, I mean, the, you know, the moons that will, you know, the moon definitely will be in Libra, but I mean, the moon moves pretty quickly. So you kind of get like, it just kind of is like a brief sort of uh, uh, validation of like, you know, you yep. have like what we were talking about with perspective and stuff. Kind of symbolic, right? Yeah, Almost. it's just kind of symbolic. I mean, but it's really quick. But the interesting thing, though, is that, I mean, it is, it's going to, you know, that Gemini archetype with Venus and with the nodal axis is going to be going on for quite some time. Yes, it will. Yeah. I actually, now that I'm looking at this chart here with you tonight, and, and this isn't the first time I've looked at it, but I'm seeing it quite positively. There's a lot of really nice connections there. We've got Venus conjunct the, uh, the North node trining the moon, which is the bucket of, or the handle of the buckets. Uh, Venus is also trining Mars in Aquarius and the North node is trining Mars in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. It is, it, it's really interesting that we're at this point in the pandemic where at least in the United States, we're looking to kind of try and come out of it um, or like get a handle on it in some areas. Um, and Gemini is all about data it just loves information and gathering data and so i think in this two-year period we're really this is going to be the a big focus and year and a half year and a half yeah not a surprise at all but it's just really fascinating to see that come forward um and not only that not only is venus conjunct the north node but conjunct venus is the asteroid hygia right has to do with hygiene and health and wellness Right. And conjunct Hygieia is Vesta, which is all about like asteroid. the sacred flame. Yes, Vesta is an asteroid. Thank you. And it's a it's the sacred flame and it's like where you find your fire in life. And so here we've got Hygieia exactly conjunct Vesta at 17 degrees Gemini. And it's just showing like where our collective focus is gonna be and what we're really um, valuing with it conjunct Venus. Right. And I, yeah, and being in the middle of like, you know, or being at kind of really at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing, since this is like, you know, probably one of the biggest first times that, you know, our countries had to deal with something like this, you know, it's, it's, all, very, yeah. it's all very new, right? Yeah, the so, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you know, other mm. than like the 1918 pandemic, the, the yeah. but, and, but know, this is like, has this had is something huge like you're saying with the hygia conjunct the venus and everything it's yeah. you know and hygia also is an asteroid but and, and like um amanda was saying it, you know it has a lot to do with health and wellness and it's i mean it's really strong in and this healing part, yes. right and yeah. healing yeah. I'm, so, yeah, I'm so glad you're both bringing that up and you know as far as aspects in this chart amazingly it's not as many Ptolemaic, that's P-T-O-L. Oh, Ptolemaic aspects. Yes, um, which are the like, for other people, it's the hard aspects, the conjunctions, the squares, the oppositions. 
in that. But there's a lot of septiles and quintiles, which an astrologer, Rick Levine, here in the Northwest often talks about. And so it's curious to kind of begin to learn what they are. And also David Cochran, another astrologer that has vibrational astrology that has second year of his conference and um, just oh, a few weeks ago, in fact, that was online like so many of them. But the fact is, is that they're introducing more of these uh, aspects is what we call them, you know, these, these mathematical ways of dividing and, and connecting different energies. And so getting back to the quintile, which is a cooperative energy, it's, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I can see that, like you're saying, Amanda, there's all these, some trines, but also it's a flowing chart where the possibilities are with quintiles, I think, that the opportunity is there. Well, and, and quintiles are very uh, creative. Right. Okay. But it is where we have to make it work, but the right. opportunity is there. And so yeah. it can happen. And the septiles are more fate driven. So with that, we'll make, but the fact is that there's, it's energetic, but a little different than how we've been operating. Whoops. There we are. Well, I guess we'll be we back. <laughs> That's right. This is a cosmic <laughs> collaboration with Amanda Pierce and Shannon Hayes on May 2nd. And we'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an earth sign, concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. Greetings, this is Dana Bernbach, Evolutionary Astrologer, and you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the Zodiac, our connection to it, and our roots in the stars. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk, 1150. Well, hello again. This is the Taurus cosmic collaboration with on May 2nd and we're talking about the nodal axis shift happening on the 4th where the north node is going to be in Gemini ruled by Mercury and the south node is going to be in this polarity opposite of Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter and I think now we will begin talking about what really Gemini and Sagittarius, Mercury and Jupiter. Thank you, mean because it is the <laughs> yes. It's like oh my goodness, a whole family here. What are the new names? And and really, it's the mutable cross. You know, there's always four in every because it's elements, and so Pisces and Virgo are pretty potent. In fact, well, we'll bring it up later, but I think the generation with the Virgo Pluto is going to be really a potently active activated during the cycle. But let's talk about 
Jupiter and Mercury or Sag and Gemini? Well, I think the one way to talk about um, the energies of the nodes, I know you're not asking specifically about the nodes, but I'm just going to put sure. this um, is to think of the traditionally the, the north node has been called the dragon's head and the south node has been called the dragon's tail and at the north node you're bringing in information and um you're just like it's just constantly coming in and uh the south node you are eliminating the information so and that information can be stuff that it, that uh or not necessarily information but the energy can be waste that's no longer of use to you at all, or it can be gifting as well. So it's like the Dharma that you're giving out to the world, the, the good work, the, the gifts that you have to share. And so with a North node in Gemini, Gemini is all about gathering data and being curious about new things. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, where we're going towards what we want to um, have a little more focus on. Yeah. And I'd say that the, the purpose, one of the purposes, because South node really in Sagittarius has a lot to do about belief systems. You know, Sagittarius has a voice and it builds through higher education, through philosophies, through religion, through other cultures, broad i mean it's a many aspects but one has developed a belief system so immediately speaking the gemini which is and it could be set it could be formed and yet introducing new information teaching or classes other the neighborhoods of people the, the siblings neighbors it brings in another perspective which Sag loves, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. And since Gemini is like the data collector, right? Gemini likes gathering up all the information so that the Sagittarian develops, like you were saying, a belief system, but also its own opinions. Mm -hmm. So Sagittarians can be very, you know, that energy can be have strong opinions about things, you know, which, um, which a lot of this too, it's like, I think a lot of the combination of these nodes, it's like gathering opinions, you know, gathering information, forming opinions, and then, and then actually seeing how those opinions and all the data work, right? So we're in a place, you know, coming from a place where a lot of this stuff is new and we're, you know, sort of feeling insecure about everything. So a lot of it is, you know, gathering up information and then you have, you know, the the Aquarian energy as well, or the Uranus and Taurus. So it's like, you know, seeing what works, right? So you have all this new information coming in and you, you're working with science and everything else. So you have to like, you know, it's also a lot of, you know, getting your hands dirty, trying to figure this stuff out. Well, ideally, ideally that is. Always... And being... No, go ahead, Sue. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Then. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, and being, um, open to discarding belief systems that no longer yes that's it or or revising them just interjecting yeah. a little bit more awareness because so yeah. often when like for instance helen keller she pops in my brain they thought she was deaf and mute but until 
Anne Sullivan came around and taught her how to read, you know, Braille and language and words. And she wrote books. I mean, Helen Keller ended up reading books. So in other words, we think animals are dumb because they can't communicate to us because we can't communicate to them. Boy, I could get on a big one. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's just because <laughs> we haven't bothered to do the exactly. work or to, yeah. to actually learn. I mean, that's what a lot of that is. You know, that's what I mean by like data collection and stuff. It's like, you know, you have to have the curiosity. You have to have the desire to figure things out in order to make changes, you know. Ooh, and another thing, if I might say, though, because it is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is the quickest little besides the moon, which we've been experiencing but the moon is more reflective and emotional and gemini ruled by mercury is more mo um duality oriented uh you know because castor and pollux the twins one was mortal one was immortal and they went between matter and spirit so many many ways it's, it's just duality but it, life is going to be changing on a pretty quick basis i mean there's change is really the evolution of change, which is what we were saying about energy never gets destroyed. You know, in our little rah-rah together mantra right. as we entered, it only yeah. changes. Changes. And it's right. going to be quite, even without a seeking change, I, that's what I'm trying to present. Yeah, and, and the nodes are shifting right. from cancer capricorn which is a cardinal energy which is action oriented into gemini sag which is mutable so it's all about flexibility and, and integration integration yes and you know you can look at gemini gemini is all about duality but there can be a need to um integrate that duality or or yes bridge the duality it, right. Yes. And yeah. with that, when Sag is, Sag can get really crystallized. Like it's a mutable sign, but it can get almost fixed feeling in a way. And when it's associated with the South Node, you can see that a little bit more. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah, because it can it can be so attached. You know, I mean, the nodes yeah. also they're emotional. It's emotional energy. From the so moon. <laughs> yeah, from the moon. Exactly. It's the moon's nodes we're talking about. So there's a lot of attachment there. Yes. And a, a lot of like opinions we've come in with, a lot of like philosophies, a lot of, you know, everything, the belief systems, you know, the people out in the street protesting because they want to have their churches and, you know. Yeah. And, and it when it gets crystallized, it's because people think they know the quote unquote truth. Like the, yes. the well, it, is, it is an interesting yeah. factor, too, that looking at this access, which has everything to do with the communication base, they both have a lot to do about thought in different realms, in a sense. I mean, what I'm getting at, because when it, it Gemini is a communication, whether it's writing or many different forms of, of communicating, connecting, and finding out in environment labeling and etc is one factor there's depths too but with satch terrace is what we're talking about here has a voice it's like it maurice fernandez which is a teacher of several of us here says that with sagittarius one that's their purpose is to have a voice so it isn't just communicating that's that's what i'm getting at it's and unfortunately that voice can be so righteous as we've 
on the shadow side where it's not listening. So I sure hope that this seed chart, you know, does manage to introduce the need to use the ears. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean, the South node in Sag, I mean, it can get so hung up on like, it's a, you know, on absolutes, you know, Sagittarius, like it, it does, it can get stuck in its own belief system and that it, you know, and that that energy is what it is. It's the ultimate energy when, you know, I mean, everything changes. And I guess too, when I think about the rulers, maybe going back to the rulers, because the natural ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter and it's a faith-based energy. You know, it's just before, it's the biggest planet out there I mean, all the planets could pile into that into Jupiter, although it's gaseous, and it's just before Saturn, and it, it has a lot to do about face. So people, you know, can well, get and it's in Capricorn in this chart, mm. uh, yep. and, and Capricorn's very traditional, and so yep. there's we're going to continue to see people having a hard time letting go of how things always have been good point also um showing up with the uranus and taurus i mean you know taurus likes things the way they are doesn't want to change it and uranus is just going to shake it up it's happening so it's staying there yeah for seven yep. years and yep. in a little bit of a challenging position because it's conjunct pluto in capricorn in this chart but dynamic I, yes I yeah. like Saturn has moved into Aquarius. It's, it's going to retrograde and go back into Capricorn in a little bit. But but in this chart, at least, Saturn yeah. is in Aquarius. And so it's it's kind of supporting that newer um, airy energy that we've got with the Gemini North Node. And I'm calling on Saturn because Jupiter in Capricorn is ruled by that Saturn. It's doing Saturn's bidding. Good point to bring that out because it is the ruler, just to kind of rethread this and think this, of the south node. And that conjunction with Pluto is three times this year. It's going to be on June 30th next. It was just a little bit ago. And then it's going to be way much later, I think, on November 12th. And it's a real signature of huge change. This whole collective theme, like we were talking, nobody could have perhaps seen it the possibility. But, you know, back in 1522, there was a very similar chart. And it was, well, that wasn't, ex it was during the plague. But um, I mean, there were other historical times that um, with that, yeah. 15, yeah, 1522 is more, well, there were things, one element that happened in 1522, besides Magellan coming back, to port he didn't but his ship did and then also with the gutenberg which had been the press which had been all oh, years before but martin luther printed his uh translated new testament which brought it to the people you know which is faith bound but the other was that i think cortez went down to the aztecs and i think of um uh, music, uh, music man did not music man is it did a man, you know, what's that musical long time ago, the um, 
Oh boy, with Rex Harrison and everything. But anyway, unfortunately, all the Aztecs died. So, yeah, the toxins, it's. Yeah. I went off on a little thing there, but yes, yeah. Jupiter and Pluto. Yeah, yeah, well, I know. Well, and, and they're going to be going retrograde too. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's retrograde, you know? So, I mean, the, this energy, it's like, yeah, I, and what you're talking about, the only reason I mention this is because, you know, you're talking about uh, the Jupiter yes. and faith and, you know, when then we were talking about things being absolutely true and, you know, the opinions, how opinionated can be. I mean, it just, you know, it just keeps talking and repeating, repeating patterns, I guess, all throughout the summer into the fall and even like, you know, the next couple of years of, of us going through points where we think we've got things down only to find out that we don't, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be really up and down and like, yeah, there's going to be a need to like have, be flexible in our thinking and to keep being curious because it's going to take a while too if we're talking about the coronavirus on finding just the right vaccine. Yeah. You know? and, and as long as we have somebody, you know, in the White House that we do, and I won't go on in that, but you know, who, who's in total denial about how things really are, you know, it could take longer than people think you know i mean it's just something to be aware of i'm not saying that it's absolutely true well, we're, in a, we're in a new process you're we're absolutely in a new right process. and exactly. i like what you're saying about the flexibility and the curiosity and it's really also to remember because it is true we can get kind of slanted on one and we're trying to bring in the the, the whole positive because there's always that in fact there was a little video that came out about a man that was reading to his son and it was a poetical oh great, i saw that yeah, wasn't that, that charming great. yeah and he was saying how well we had days of waste and we had days of luxury and all these factors but the fact is bottom line is that there was a new day and the new day is actually pretty good so meaning that we're in this mental flexible beliefs oriented but yet expansive way of reconnecting with our philosophies and, and really learning maybe to use the true spirituality of, you know, going back to that Venus square of our heart, yeah. of our desires, right, with the Neptune. Venus square, Neptune, and I, and I just wanted to bring that up too in, in regards to what Shannon was saying about um, how we may think we have things know where where we're going with things and then all of a sudden we don't know this venus square neptune is exact at 20 degrees right exactly and, and venus is square the nodes as well yeah sorry, sorry, not venus neptune is square neptune, the nodes. yeah oh so wow that, that's one of yeah. the, the most challenging points in this chart is that neptune in its own sign of pisces yeah and kind of making it a little more challenging for us to know what the whether the information we're getting is good or not well it yes. dissolves things well, in pisces yeah. and it also brings us to the spiritual and it also but it also causes like chaos and confusion too like it can make you think you know you can like think and want to believe that everything's going to be okay and then you have to be careful well because i think 
You know, it's like, you don't really know where we're going, no. where this is going. And, I, and people are, I think people are starting to get a little bit optimistic right now. Like right. that's and, my only thing. And with the, the notes shifting from Cancer Cast, yes. more home-based yep. into the expansive yep. Gemini Sag, people are going to yep. want to get out there and, uh, and people may think that they're safe to yeah. you know, congregate with lots of people and, and because it's so Venus is right there, you know, it's all, it is all about relationships and really wanting to be out there. Well, we need relationships and we are, yeah. we're, we are touchy feely people. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. But going back to Neptune, because it is a pline, and I can see that point of what you're talking about, because remembering with folks here that the nodes are going to be slowly, slowly in this 18 month, it's a year and a half, um, in a sense, going from 29 down to zero and Neptune is a very slow planet. I mean, it only goes a few degrees every year and it still has about seven years or six to go, and, or five, six at least. But at any rate, so it's at 20, but it will be continuing in that square, meaning that yeah. yes, yeah. there is confusion if a person looks to get things defined and to be the definer. But if one really partners with the idea of the unknown and of spirit and recognize that there is another source, the ether inside of us, the, the source inside that we are meditating with at home here, perhaps, and, and to realign and perhaps also to use other forms of communication. Because if you combine Mercury, the, uh, Gemini, with Pisces, you come up with song, you come up with dance, you come up with music. And that's so unifying. It's so yeah. liberating. Right. And that's a great, a great way to, um, to use that energies. So instead of falling into confusion and overwhelm, which could be I mean, it's going to happen for some people and for into the best of us, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. A, with the square, it's a dynamic energy. And so it's trying to get us out of our, our defaults, which isn't working. And Ooh. so that's, that's a great way to get really in touch with um, your own inner knowingness and your, and doing that in creative ways, potentially. Another thing I want to mention about that Neptune is that Neptune can dissolve boundaries. Exactly. So yes. This goes back to that thing. That's about what I said. Be a little bit careful with um, social interactions. Right. Uh, you know, we don't we don't know where where things are going at this point. Well, find well, yeah, new directions. The, like a lot of people are wanting to get out so bad. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, eventually, yeah, it's like they'll, you know, a lot of people are already trying to like make this, you know, a spiritual adventure for themselves. But then you also have, you know, a lot of the collective consciousness is not that. So, yeah. I mean, you have Let's, to like weigh it out. You have yeah. to be careful with these energies because on the one hand, you're going to want to, you know, you want everything to be okay. You want to like look to the bright side, you know, you want to like, you want everything to be great, but you have to be careful because we're not done yet. Let's you know? go like, back. These to, energies are still pretty new. We only have a few minutes. Let's go back to the curious part. Okay. Because we, you're right. You're both right. 
But the fact is, we're talking 18 months. And and also, right. sorry about this outside. But the other thing is, just looking, and this is answering what several of you are already saying, and that is, is that, for instance, they're, okay, little free pantries help to, and I'm looking at articles in the paper, to battle food insecurity. That's where those little free libraries that are all over the United States, I have one right outside my door, oh, right. you yeah, know, yeah. are giving food. Another one is where... Sheltering in place, our inner poet soars. It's already happening. Another yep. one is where there's, oh, keeping in tune online. Professors' free daily video sessions are geared for students. And he's a cello player. Oh, it's I know. People are doing some really and, cool stuff. And yeah. this Helping is what we, other, because right? we only have a few minutes here, we yeah. need to like finish on that kind of thing. Because the point is, is that if people think that, well, it's going to be this way and it's good. No, it's going to no. be different. We're mutable now. And way. it's a trickster thing too. Mercury. Well, what that's you what see I'm saying. What got, exactly. Yeah. And you know, so, I mean, Neptune throws the trickster energy on. That's it, right. So and that's so all I'm grab saying. it, embrace it and move with it. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and be careful. You have to, but you have to think too. It's like, you know, I mean, there, that there's all that Gemini energy. I mean, you know, you got to think. Well, we'll have time for that, but I think as we're still kind of, well, it's true. I mean, yes. It, it be open to shifting gears where, yeah, when exactly. And, be, yeah. and when you shift gears, just continue that curiosity into, okay, right. how can this work? Exactly. And that, that would be us, you know, in a better frame of mind. Because yeah. with Uranus and Taurus, we are shifting is, is happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it's challenging because it's a new direction. So, you know, yeah, for is. the better, for the better and the worse and everything in between. I mean, life has changed and that, you know, you just got to be flexible. Yeah, yeah, I was just looking at a little article in today's paper about how because families are home. At first I thought, oh, my gosh, they left their child at home. No, it's like yeah. the, the parents are home and the kids home, but they're hiring like I don't wouldn't call it tutors, but they're guides. They have certain names, but they stay with the child, a little child, perhaps on the iPad or something going over something, but they can watch their face and, and right. all of that. new ways of teaching and communicating information. Yeah. Exactly. I have a sister and I wish I had the name of it. It's with Bellevue Community College. I think it's going to be Nana something, but she taught with their program the young three and four year olds and so she needs to do to keep on their um in their payroll system and to help the students come up with these little uh little tiny youtubes and so it's going it's burgeoning on online oh it's yeah to... online exactly a lot of stuff's going online astrology conferences you know learning online i mean you know i mean it's another like global way of keeping in touch granted it's not so taurian but it helps it is aquarian yep. it is now we have about oh still a good half minute with this lovely music because i was looking at the clock going oh my gosh what a quick hour and you know what that must be we're really getting in touch with mercury because it's gonna go like change change quick quick and you've both right? been this has been the right, the Taurus Cosmic Collaboration with Shannon Hayes and Amanda Pierce and myself, Sue Rose Minahan, on Talk Cosmos, May 2nd and on the 7th in the morning. And do subscribe. Find out when we're happening. 
will be every month. And this has been about the nodal shift that's headed up that will be so much more to talk about. And it's been great. Next week, next week, we're going to continue with the Taurus energies and we'll just find out what happens there. So thank you. Thank you both so much. And I think we have. Maybe- thank you. <laughs> next month. Yeah. I wish yeah. we were together. I know. Thank you, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blessings to all. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.